You are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. OMG, OMG, OMG. Welcome to OMG. It's the Omar Gale Radio Show, and I'm your host, actress, author, evangelist, and content creator. And I am super excited about my guest today. She's a longtime friend. We used to share spoken word in different spaces. She's an author, she's a speaker, she's a life coach. She is amazing, a wife and a mother of three grown children. Yes. And so we're going to hear a little bit about her story, but our topic today is goal setter. And why would I choose that topic? Because my dear friend, Sheree Vejan has created a goal setter university. So she's going to deposit some tips and tools and practical lessons for you to start this party called 2021 off right. So would you be so kind to welcome to the conversation virtually with a virtual hand clap, I should say, my dear friend, Sheree. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for being a guest of OMG. I've long wanted you to be a part of the show, so I'm just grateful that we were able to make this happen early in the year because of one of your awesome tools. And I'm going to talk about it a little bit later on, but I'll give you guys a sneak peek. 2021 goals journal. And so we're going to we're going to have we're going to unpack goal setters and then towards the end of our conversation we're going to unpack what's in this 2021 goals journal. So One of the things, Sheree, that I love to lead off in conversation for my listeners to be able to understand that when you see people on stage or you see people at a certain place in life or or if they've accomplished or acquired some things, you don't know the backstory. And my husband often says, everybody has a backstory. And I know this to be true. And so one of the things that I love to start off with so that we could just rip the Band-Aid off. People can see what we've experienced and then understand the weight of our words going forward. One of the things that I like to find out is uh, if there's uh, been a challenge that that literally felt like it was going to knock you out or a disappointment that was so devastating that it forced you in a rock or or maybe there was a, a confluence of unexpected circumstances that took your breath away and you had to recalibrate completely. But in the end, one or all of those things kind of thrust you to to purpose. So if you could just share with our listeners one of, I'm sure everybody's kind of lived through many, but if you could share one of those such experiences, that would be a blessing. So yeah, um, I was thinking about that and it's like devastating. Like, okay, let me see. Because like you said, we've been through you know, if you hear, you've been through it. If you live through 2020, you've been through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I thought about it, I, I, um, I'm going to go on a limb here because I never talked about it uh, probably live. I mentioned it a little bit in a poem, 
But in 1997, you know, I've been married, we'll be married uh, to my husband, Brian, for 30 years this November. And so a lot of people don't know, in 1997, we separated for about uh, eight months. And it was um, probably the most, I would say the most devastating, but then it was the most um it was the hardest yet best thing for our marriage ever. Mm. And, you know, I went, I went a little bit crazy. Um, did some things that I, you know, that I regret, did some things that I, you know, sorry for. And during that time, um, you know, I wrote a little note. It was, it was the separation that showed me who I wasn't as opposed to who I thought I was. Um, and instead of focusing on my husband's weaknesses, I was able to focus on his strengths. And instead of focusing on what we didn't have, you know, I was able to see what we really did have. And I was able to see who he was and how much he loved me and that he really did love me. Um, like the church, I don't wanna be crying up in here. Um, but I feel like that was our second, I don't wanna say second chance, you know, for marriage, but I felt like the, the part let us both know um, how important we were to each other. And then as I think when we got back together, we put some rules into place. We put some systems into place. Um, and it's been, you know, it's been gravy since, you know, since then. And so um, without him, without me, I just think we were like the perfect pair together. I know God had him for me and vice versa. Yeah. And, and yeah, I've known, I knew you obviously around that time, but this is what's so cool about what you said and why I'm just going to stay there just for a second, not, not too long, but, but you said something that I think people miss when, when, when you're with someone, you don't really know, you only, you, people nitpick or we, we highlight some of the, the negatives of people. And it isn't until the absence of the whole person that we can sometimes come back in and see a better view. And and apart from someone that you're supposed to be with, and I know you and him, and so to see you together, it is a, it looks like a well-oiled machine that's just solid and straight, and your family is loving. You guys all have this wonderful nucleus that, that looks strong and empowered, but people don't understand what it took for you to get there. They don't understand that that in 1997, that could have that could have changed everything that we see now. Right. Know? And 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 so when you said it took you being apart to actually realize that there are listeners who are in situations now that they are contemplating um perhaps leaving or or they even may have regret about it. I don't know what their individual circumstances are. But I think there's meat in that, that, that we could just dive in just a little bit. We're not going to belabor it because I'm grateful that you're past, past it in terms of where you are now in the marriage. But I think sometimes people stand the rawness of the moments. And so I want to unpack that just a little bit so that they can really see what you were experiencing because they're hearing this for the first time. And, and the way you shared it, it's a powerful reality but there's some intricacies in that that I think if we just look at, um, we'll 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 be able to help people on a deeper level. Right. So when you were apart, what 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 were you feeling? What were some of the thoughts? Um, 
And what was maybe one of the crazy things you may have, have done? Just because people don't believe, they don't, they see you polished and I know you to be professional. And so they don't know where we can go. And it's not to glorify it, it's to say, look at what God did. Well, the crazy I can't share on here. And that's the whole okay, we won't share it. That's a whole other um, I wanted like a couple of things. One, people have lists. They have this list of the person they're looking for. Their parents have lists of the person that they want their kids to be with. You know, it's the perfect picture. It's the house. It's the car. It's the degree. It's the certain kind of money. You make sure he has a job, that type of stuff. And I get that and I understand that. But in the journey of marriage, even though you have that list initially, you're looking at the growth of a person you're going to be with. You know, when I met my husband, um, we got married in 91. I was 21. You know, we met in 20 and I was 20. So I'm in my 20s. And then he was with me in my 30s. And then he was with me in my 40s. And now I'm in my 50s. And so the person that he met at 20 is not the person that is the same person at 50. And so that list has to be an ongoing, you got to be willing to, to to journey with that person to who they're becoming, not who you think they are or who you want them to be at the time you're married, because that changes. And so I think one of the benefits of what we went through early and the thing that's happening that happened in 2020, um, 2020 was really was really one of the best years for me and my family. I, I, I believe I know besides all the, you know, the racial tension and, you know, COVID-19 and all that financially and my business and my relationship. I think that was the best year ever because we had already I think our foundation was good. You know, I wasn't concerned whether my husband lost his job or didn't lose his job. We lost jobs before. I wasn't concerned about losing a car or not losing a car. We lost cars before. I wasn't concerned about moving or losing the house because we've done that before. And so we were able to go through it as a couple who love each other, who trust God. And so I think during these times when you got to sit in 2020 and reflect on life and reflect on who you thought this person was, that's a job, you know, for us, it was like, oh yeah, we did that. Let's go have some coffee <laughs> and whatever 2020 wants to bring, we're going to conquer that because we have each other. So I think uh, the list, you know, if you got a list and you're not willing to, to uh, add some, some, some bump to that list. So that person gets to grow to who they are, then you don't have to rip that up. <laughs> Mm, speak on it, you know, and that's amazing because, you know, as we're growing up and you talked about, you know, you having a list or men are having a list or parents having a list. The reality is I remember the list I had of the perfect guy mm-hmm. and, and the things that were important on that list. And then as I evolved and grew, the things on the list got smaller, but the things on the list were the things that were most important. You know, mm-hmm. it be, he had to be a certain height, make a certain mm-hmm. amount of money, be a certain skin complexion. None of that mattered. Once you mature and realize what's going to hold something together, you know, and then you said something that I think is profound and it's on the screen. Be prepared to journey with the person as as they are going or becoming who they are going to be, because we are always evolving and growing and we could short, short circuit that growth if we uh think they're supposed to be there mm-hmm. to get to there 
And right. when the two become one, we merge. So thank you so much for that. That's why you got 29 years <laughs> of, of a solid uh, friendship mm -hmm. and marriage. And I know you all to be friends as well. Mm -hmm. You do a lot of things together and even as a family. And I just think that that's truly a blessing. So I want to ask you, one of my first questions is, uh, what are some of the first steps that a person needs to take to become a goal setter? You know, um, I have, I started this in 2009 with my daughter who wanted to become a basketball player. And we were doing our first uh family vision board party. We were going around the table. What is it you want to be? And I just knew she was going to be like, a, you know, a dancer, something girly, you know, I know, you know, what my opinion of girly was. Yeah. Cause I play ball high school and college. Thank and you. I didn't play sports. Um, and so I'm like, you want to play ball? Like, what does that even look like? I don't even know. I don't even know where to start. Like, how do I start? And so I started, um, you know, contacting people. Hey, my daughter said she want to play ball. I don't even know what that looks like. And so people were saying, well, sign her up for, you know, the local city, get her the sports magazine, have her, uh, you know, where does she want to play? Does she want to play community? She want to play this. So from there, I created the seven steps. So the seven steps you see, you know, in the journals, write it down, balance it out, you know, research it, get your affirmations, put your routines together, um, and then celebrate, you know, what you have. Um, but this year, um, for I think this was the first year, or it was 2019, when they graduated, right by graduation, they decided, you know, I don't want to play ball anymore. And I don't want to go to UCLA. You, know, you got UCLA all on the wall. You didn't visit at UCLA. I had friends at UCLA. My, my grandfather was professor at USC. So I'm looking at this like, okay, so we're not doing that. Like, we're not like all the stuff that we've been doing since third grade with the vision boards and the vision board parties. I don't want to do that. And so I came up with before the goal. And so I feel like before you set goals for yourself, even working backwards saying, what is my purpose? And then from there, what goals do I need to set that move me closer to my purpose and what it is I'm supposed to do? And so um, the acronym before bragging on yourself, making sure you remember the things that you've done, because just because you changed doesn't mean you're, you weren't successful in other things before. Hey, yeah, you won CIF. Yeah, you were the top in, um, you know, jump ball, whatever, whatever track. So make sure you still record those accomplishments, forgiving yourself for changing your mind. It's okay. Expecting the change. And so now both of them are in Bible college. Both of them are uh, working in youth ministry at church because that's what they have always been passionate about. And it's not that they weren't passionate about, you know, basketball, but now I feel like they're closer to their purpose. So before you set goals, I feel like you should go doing your assessments, making sure you know who you are. You're an introvert, you're an extrovert, because you might feel like you're not confident, which is how I felt a lot until I took the Myers-Briggs and go, oh, I like people, but just not that much. So like, you know, I heard one of your interviews before where you was like the introvert, the introvert. I love 2020. I was at home. I was in my robe. I was on the. I was doing my business. I was. I didn't get invited nowhere. I was, you know. You know. You feel bad that you didn't. Get invited. You feel bad that you didn't. Why well, didn't invite me? But then you didn't really want to go. You know. So the in twenty twenty was to me the year of the introvert fireplace. You know, hot chocolate. Um, 
But that's the thing. I have a seven step method that I feel works for every goal. And I have um, a seven step method that I think you should do before you set your goals for the new year. That's phenomenal. I love it. And and you're absolutely right. I know several people that are introverts that have pure, truly thrived during this. Yes. Isolation. I know. And 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 I have I'm 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 surprised. I've actually done really well considering I am a complete extrovert and I love being around people and the more the merrier, the varied, the, the, the better it is for me too. Like I love different attitudes and opinions in a room. So thank you for that. And I, I, I love the fact that, you know, as you kind of just gave a sneak peek of saying, you know, the, the moment before that, before you actually set the goal um, and then you, you, you referenced bragging on yourself and, and that's not to be braggadocious or conceited, but that's right. to reaffirm the things mm-hmm. we have in us, the gifts we have in us, the strengths that we actually, uh, actually show to the world mm-hmm. um, because we can get caught up in what we don't do or the, 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 the steps we miss instead mm-hmm. of reminding ourselves, okay, I do this well. Um, and, and that the Bragg's Meyer, uh, survey, I've done that several times. And I'm every time that I've done it, it reveal something new, but it confirms something that I may have forgotten. Mm-hmm. You know? Because you get to really find out what you're made of, what your strengths are so that you can actually walk in them. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Now, what are some of the practical ways once we've, okay, had the moment before we set the goal and then, mm-hmm. you know, we actually set the goal. What are some of the practical ways that we can ensure that we stay on course? We want to make sure we leave our listeners and those that are watching with some things that they can do today. And we'll share um, later in the show, we'll, Sheree will share with you how you can get on board to make sure you stay on board mm-hmm. uh, to be a, what did you call it? You call it a, it's like the, the game, like take your goal game to the next, the next level. level. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, so the before, brag on yourself, reminding yourself of the accomplishments you had. E, examining who you are now. Are you that same person? Do you still want that goal? Um, forgiving yourself for the goals you didn't reach. Owning who you are by taking your assessments, knowing um, you know your characteristics, things like that. R, remembering your why by creating a visual. So having a visual always available, reminding you of the goals you set for yourself. And E, expecting to change. Because sometimes we set goals for ourselves, or we may set goals to lose 100 pounds or 50 pounds. Well, you might need other clothes, or you got to prepare your closet, or you may need a different type of belt, or it's just things are going to be different. So once you set, once you do that, expect the change that you are looking for. And then um, your question, what was your question about the so routine? So then I have the seven steps, writing your goals down. So say, like you want to be a singer, Okay. I want to be a singer. Okay, what kind of singer do you want to become? Do you want to be a Grammy Award winning singer? Do you want to sing in the community? Do you want to sing in the choir? You know, what kind of singer do you want to be? So writing down your uh, specific goal of singing. And then step two is balance, balancing that out. Yes, you you want to be a singer, but what about your health? What about breathing? What about... um, um, the finances of being a singer, you know, what kind of money do you need? What kind of, um, uh, you know, so just balancing out that thing of, of singing, cause you know, it's more than that getting your clothes together. Um, so a lot of times you go, oh, okay, I want to sing. 
And then you come up with a contract where you might need a lawyer. You might you might want to do voiceovers and you need, you know, the business of singing and then research based on the type of singer you want to become. Yeah. What kind of books do you need to to invest in? Do you need a coach? Do you need an association? Which I always recommend. If there's something you want to do, there's always an association, a club, a group yeah. that can help get you to the next level. Four, affirmations. You know, just saying every day, hey, I'm a Grammy Award winning singer. You know, I wrote five albums just every day. Um, visualizing, you know, having, and it's not just always a vision board, but having a vision board, having pictures of singers that you admire, having pictures of singers who used to be where you, where you are currently as a, as a reminder. Um, six is to act, which is creating routines. And to me, well, all of them are important, but you can write your goals down. You can have it visualized. You can do your affirmations every day, but if you're not doing routines or some type of, um, what, or what are you doing weekly? You know, sing it Sunday. Every Sunday I'm a sing. Maybe I'm a sing out, uh, schedule to go sing out somewhere. Maybe you're uh, doing your vocal coaching on Tuesdays, you know, setting up your system where you win, watching the Grammy show. So if you want to be a Grammy award winning singer, then maybe you should watch the Grammys, the past Grammys, the, you know, watch every single show on YouTube, maybe that's, you know, Media Monday. Every Monday, I'm going to watch an old Grammy show so I can see myself doing that. And then celebrating, you know, celebrating either the win itself or celebrating the milestone because the milestones is what gets you to the win. Yes, yes, and more yes. I love it all. This is what's so powerful about how you, A, how you rattle that off because it is in you. It's in you so much that that you can share it off the top of your head. And every single thing that you just shared is exactly what successful people do. You mm-hmm. cannot become a thing you can't see yourself becoming. Mm-hmm. And, and you cannot become a thing and be really good at it without putting in the work. Even the word talks about study to show yourself approved. Mm-hmm. You have to study a thing in order to become a thing. Now, you, you may have raw talent. You mm-hmm. may have some 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 natural skills, but when you study, it will amplify it. It will make it more potent. It will make it uh, stronger. And so it's necessary for us to do all of those things. And I and I love all the tips and in, in, in visualizing. I know you do uh, visual board parties and, mm-hmm. and, and things of that nature. And I've always found those, and I'm sure you have too. I love it when I can look back at a vision board and mm-hmm. 50 or 60% of that board is done or 80% mm-hmm. of a board is done. There mm-hmm. is a satisfaction. And you talked about milestones and the wins. There is a satisfaction that comes from knowing you have accomplished some of the things you set out to do. Um, and, and I and I and I always encourage people, you don't know how much you've accomplished if you've never written down that you wanted to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. That, Another one of the reasons why setting goals and being a goal setter is mm-hmm. so important and writing the vision plane upon the table, the heed that read it will run because mm-hmm. when you write it, you get to reflect on it and remember and remind yourself of how far you've come. Thank right. you. Thank mm-hmm. you for that. Okay. So right. one of, what's one of the biggest obstacles or challenges uh, for folks that want to set goals and then how can they overcome that? I wrote, uh, so some of the challenges in goal setting is life, you know, life happens, Mm -hmm. um, work. Some people work outside of their passion and what it is they want to do. Um, domestic responsibilities, you know, 
there's been um let me see how can I word this. Uh the encourager, the teacher, we've become it all. So speak this is um this is gonna be shared. So let me see. Even though I might do a a radio show or interview or workshop, dinners in the crock pot before. I'm out the door because I still have those response, you know, responsibilities. Or a lot of times after uh, an event, you know, we get in the car. Everybody's like, "Hey, you know, you signed some books, you took some pictures, you made some little money, and you get in the car. You be like, okay, so what am I making for dinner?" And so some of the challenges is depending on what your priority is. My priority is still family. My priority is still my daughters. I will not speak at a school to 500 kids and not have a conversation with my own kids and make sure that we're on track. I can't make decisions for them, but I want to make sure that I'm available and that I've poured into them and I've given given them the resources. So I think, um, you know, those things, you know, life happens. So you have to choose what's a part. And there are some times when, when, I had a whole, and I have a list every day. I have a detailed list of, you know, what I do in the morning, what I do in the evening. I got lists, lists, lists all over. I have big lists on the on the door. But there are times when I have to look at the list and say, you're tired. You need to go to sleep, period. Where before I would feel guilty, and sometimes I may feel a little tiny bit guilt, but I don't feel guilty for resting when it's time to rest. And I don't feel guilty um, sometimes we... You know, it's a time where me and my husband said, we're going to watch this movie yeah. right now together on the couch. And you may not be doing that certain project right now because that's important. That is that is a priority. So, um, you know, things come in the midst of our goals and he's got to work it out. Yeah, because, you know, the first thing you said was life happens. And that means. For those that are listening and tuned in, you can plan, you can prepare, you can do the homework, the study, put the boards up, have the list, you can do all of it. And then if an emergency happens or something just takes longer or you get hung up in the store or try, there's there's a myriad of things that can take place to disrupt your day. But that's why it's important to prepare and to plan. You heard my sister say, look, I put the crock pot and make sure that some food is ready because you never know when something's going to come up. You know, I have, I have stuff on tap. I can't stand uh processed food. You know, mm-hmm. I, really, I really try to eat clean as clean mm-hmm. as I can. But mm-hmm. on occasion, mm-hmm. you know, there's always the other. And so there's always something that's a healthy alternative to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, run into a fast food place because I want to make sure that I'm feeding my temple the best thing. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure my husband's receiving the same thing. And then there's also these other responsibilities. There's things that call on you that you don't need. Some friend may need you or whatever. But I loved how you said, okay, if we're watching this movie, we're watching this movie. That means the project is put to the side. And I and I phrased it, keep the main thing the main thing. Right. Because And you said it was your priorities, which is the same. You know, when we have priorities and we say someone is important, when the rubber meets the road, are we making sure they're in that first spot, that primary spot? Mm-hmm. And let me say this. Go ahead. Because my husband and my family is my strength, yes. then 
if they are weak, then it doesn't matter how many projects I do, mm-hmm. then that makes me weak. That's that's me and my life. And so I have to make sure that that's strong so I can be strong. And I, and I believe that God redeems the time for me. So if I'm two hours away from that project to do a two hour movie with my husband, with my strength, then I know when I go back to that project, I know that he's with me in prayer and support, you know, and maybe, yeah, I cooked the dinner, but now he's cleaning the kitchen for me. So it's, a, and then, and then I learned some other stuff, you know, I make greens and I make cabbage at least once a week. And that's like a little comfort food. And I got my air fryer and I got my, my uh, pressure cooker. And so I know how, you know, the house is smelling good. I'm good. So when you see me here doing my podcast, yes, then, you know, it's some cabbage in there and you good for a minute. you've also shared another half of that puzzle you know there's a yin and a yang to this thing you know when you are putting it out and you are sacrificing in one area in order to do this other thing when someone comes along and supports you in that and helps and assist in that that makes the whole thing better because if you're going to sacrifice and take away from work in order to do this, make sure that the relationship and whatever you need to do to spend that quality time, it really helps when you know, okay, he's going to take care of the dishes or he's going to mm-hmm. clean up the kitchen or or whatever, or she's going to do something for him, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's called partnership. And mm-hmm. it's imperative that we have it. And then I noticed you made another, uh, you know, I, I love your nuggets. I love, I love, uh, I love your thought processes because- mm-hmm you can tell a lot about a person and how they prioritize things. You said the cabbage and the collard greens are on. He's smelling all of that. So the right. you're in here doing the podcast and you got out of bed early in the morning. He's like, okay, she just left the bed. You're like, but when you wake up, you're going to have the aroma of what I've been doing. Even though I may be away from you, the aroma of what I've been doing is still circulating. So, you know, I am still around and that's powerful. Yeah. You also said something about, uh, if you're there for, for them or him and you help to make him strong, that God will redeem the time. Mm-hmm. And that's what our daddy does. When we keep the main thing, the main thing, mm-hmm. we prioritize. And, and, and this goes not just for our spouses, but this goes for God. You know, when we take time for God, there is a quote and I can't, I'm not going to say it right, but I'm going to give the fragrance of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a person that said something to the effect of, I've got so much to do today. Um, I'm so busy. So many things that I have to do today. I can't wait to spend two hours with God before I do it. It was something like that. Mm-hmm. And the essence of that, uh, of course, was when you've got, when you're busy, when you've got a bunch of stuff to do, that's when you really got to gotta hone in on mm-hmm. spending some quality time with God because God will make all mm-hmm. of the stuff that you have to do. The things that would have taken you seven hours, mm-hmm. two hours when God touches your mind or when God- or you might not have to do it at all. Bingo, <laughs> hallelujah. Right. I'd be like, oh, I got that. You're like, wait, what? What? You ain't even delegated. Yeah. You came up and said, I got that for you. Mm-hmm. But that's how powerful our time with daddy should be. Mm-hmm. Or I should say, mm-hmm. that's how important our time with daddy should be to make our time powerful with him so that when we come into our world and our domestic responsibilities and our other responsibilities, God will redeem the time. He'll give you more time. Redeeming the time for those that may not know what that means. It just means he'll he'll he can make the time seem longer, last. He'll he can he can make 
what would have taken you five minutes, uh, five hours be done in five minutes. It means that it's like he's giving you change on right. something that you know you had spent it all. Right. You depleted, but God will kiss it and redeem it so that what you time you spent, you get it back and in abundance. Right. Just, just for those that don't know. Love that, Sheree. Love that. Thank you so much. Um, another question. What has been your best teacher in learning how to not only set goals, but empowering other people to do it? What or who has been your best teacher? I I don't know if this is a... I think some of the best... How do I work this? So as business owners, we go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Do we charge? Do we not charge? How much do we charge for this? When do we charge? Are we are we ready to charge? You know, are we are we uh, uh, professional enough to just like this? Always this 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 back and forth thing. I so appreciate the people who have and who do courses and who 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 does who do podcasts and videos for free because. That is an opportunity for everybody to um, glean knowledge at any financial level that they have while they're on the journey to becoming who they are. So I appreciate that because I listen, but I also purchase personal development um, books, a lot of books. You know, I, my goal is to read a hundred books every single year. I think I'm, uh, you know, last year I got to like 85 and I include audible. So some people don't include audible. I do. So that includes reading and listening. Um, so what I try to do also is to do the same, but also I realize I have to take care of myself financially because if I can't do the cable bill and if I can't pay my phone bill and I can't do the podcast for you, if I can't pay my podcast bill and if I can't pay my mortgage or my light or get my hair done or my nails and I can't produce for you. So it is important to charge as a business. Yeah. So I've tried to find ways. So it's not like I may have a, I have a self-care challenge. Okay, so I have a free self-care challenge and you get some basic stuff that will help you on your way to your self-care. And there's enough information that whoever doesn't have it at this time in their journey could still experience a 30 day self-care challenge for free. Now I have one that I charge for. Hey, if you want to upgrade, upgrade. No pressure. Now you have more resources. You have a little bit more um meat in the message that you get, you know, and I'm trying to create that. It could sometimes it's a little stressful. I'm trying to create that another way with other programs, 52 monies. Okay. I have a free little snippet. I give you because I want everybody to have access to it. However, if you want to pay for this version, instead of me giving you all my resources for free all the time, which I've been doing for years, then you can upgrade. And so my best teacher, I feel has been the people who have given freely that let me learn and I still go back and purchase and take care of them. Hey, do you got a PayPal? Cause I need to tell you, you know, I went to TD Jakes university for, for years, you know, now I want to sow into your ministry. When I hear Michael God who sows into me, I want to sow into your ministry because I watched a free video that you made available, but then I also bought your book and also bought your other materials because I want to support your business. You know, does that make, yeah. Totally makes sense because 
you know, that's another one of those things. And I and 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 while while since you opened the 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 suitcase, because I always <laughs> like to unpack things, but since you opened the suitcase, I really do want to dive into that a little bit because I have found <clears throat> more believers. And, and maybe that's because m- most of the people I know are believers, but, yeah. but I have found a lot of believers who have a challenge with charging people. So I'm, that's a piece of what I want us to talk about. But let me go to the first point about learning from people who have offered things freely, you know, and, and, and that is a service. Mm-hmm. That is a gift. You know, preachers preach on Sunday. It's a free message. Mm-hmm. It's a free message. Contrary to what people believe, tithing or offering, those things have nothing to do with the person sharing the word of God. Um, and when I speak, I remember like you, you know, we would go and we do all these yeah. events and there it was just, we were, we were loving the fact that somebody yeah. wanted to hear yeah. us. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We were like, somebody mm-hmm. wants to hear us speak or share a spoken word. But as you mentioned, I can share the gift for free and people will love it. But if if I can't take care of my responsibilities, that's that I can't continue to do that. Right. And, and at some point, you have to graduate from that point. And then you know what I realized, which is bringing me to the point that I initially started with, and why I believe the Lord has blessed me to speak to people about um, knowing that their gift has value, mm-hmm. because my CD may cost ten dollars. And I'm saying, you know, people are shrinking, not me personally, because I have grown past this at this point, but several people are like, oh, you know, they're giving them away and they're giving all their books away and they're giving all their CDs away, but they paid for that. And they're still paying for that. They still have debt from that CD, from that book, but because because their heart is on, uh, I want to give it away because I don't know how to charge people or they don't think their gift is worth that or whatever the case. But this is what I tell people all the time. And I would love for it to hear your opinion and or advice on it. My CD may cost $10, but I put money into the packaging, Mm -hmm. money into the graphics. I hired, matter of fact, I did my very first CD, Ear Candy, the same place that did Jill Scott's CD. Okay. Beach Records did Mm -hmm. my CD. That's Mm -hmm. Janelle at Fat Effects. You you probably (laughs) know him. Yes, he is the bomb.com. Shout out Mm -hmm. to Fat Effects. But I had him do my first CD, and I remember when I went in to get that first, uh, I think it was a thousand. The first order was a thousand. He was like, You done a thousand CD, and you were an independent artist. He was like, Okay, I guess I won't be seeing you. And in three months, I was back. And he used me as an example to say, Oh my goodness, you are like onto something. And I'm mentioning that because I didn't have a problem with charging for what I believe God had put in me, not in a braggadocious or conceited way. It was, I did all the work, paid the price of the work, mm-hmm. to put something together because the people said, when are you going to produce the CD? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I figured if you're asking me to do this, and there are not five people, I'm not talking about five people asking me to do a CD, mm-hmm. but when hundreds start asking you for something, there's that responsibility. So how would you, or what could you share with someone so that they can really understand the value of the vessel? And because somebody will go out and buy the Jill Scott CD, they'll take that ten dollars mm-hmm. that, that they had because they will buy it for free. Yes, they'll buy a book from somebody they want to hear. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they buy a book for you? So, so how can we help people get to the next level of understanding that that they? And it's not that you're pimping the gospel or any of that, because people have these 
conceptions, you know, these perceived mm-hmm. perceptions, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, how can we help them? Because I, this is one of the, the most common things that come up. People who coach who haven't charged anybody for coaching, but they are really good at it or they mm-hmm. undercharge people. So what would you say to that person? So I'm still for a while. I'm going for free for a while. Yeah. And now they know, oh my goodness, this is costing me more than 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 I'm reaping. I am still in that learning mm. phase. Okay. However, I have personally decided that I need something different. First of all, be, before you even got to fat effects, before then, you had to live in order to write. So you had to actually create and produce and create the project. That right there is priceless. And so we forget about like you, you say, OK, well, it cost me five dollars for this CD. So I'm going to sell it for 10 and then my profit is going to be five. But that's not necessarily true. You can if I wrote a book right now for about marriage, you would pay ten dollars for it. But I guarantee you, you're going to save probably a couple years and shave a couple of years off your off your life just by one paragraph. You don't think it yeah. because I my 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 and I know everybody's different. Yeah. And we, we haven't got there yet. I don't know. We've been having some conversations. But I get so sad when I hear about even a lot of my friends who have gone through divorces, people that were in our marriage classes, people that were in our marriage groups, people that I went to church with, people that were married longer than me, people that went to their homes, and we still here, and then they're not. I mean, you, you look at somebody like, oh, wait, you know? So I I'm sad about that. But sometimes I feel like if we would have came in and just had a conversation, it's like you could just really hang in there because I did it. I did it all. And then my husband was right there. And this is what I know is a different subject. My husband would come to my job. I left. I left. He would come to my job with flowers and sit there and say, I'm not going to bother you. I'm not going to talk to you. I just want to let you know that I love you and that I'm praying for you. Sit there for like five minutes and walk away. I don't care if you say, you know, next week, he back again. I'm not going to bother you. I'm not going to talk to you. Bought you some flowers. Just want you to know I love you and I'm praying for you. And this was like eight months. Mm. So he made a decision. Yeah. This is my wife. I'm going to feed into this. whatever she going through. Now she, she ain't going to let me be right here. I'm going to be over here, right here. Mm. So sometimes, you know, things don't go the way you want them to go. The money's not there. The job's not there. But I know 100% that I have somebody that got my back and love me for whatever. I get a scar on my face. He don't love me through the scar. I don't have to worry about going to the hospital. He there. So that's like, you know, that's like the love part. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what was your question? I got off. Oh, no, it's all good because see, that's some real stuff that needed to come out because somebody needed to hear that. Mm-hmm. Somebody needs to know how to fight fair for what they want. You know, and, it's not, it is, and to, to him, to me, his fight wasn't fair. To me, I, I've been like, whatever. You want to leave? I know who I am. I can get somebody. I don't look that. You know, I love God. I, whatever, whatever. I'm a family man. I don't. You, you want to? Matter of fact, I got legal ground. Yeah, but he says no. I'm, I'm a fight because I made a commitment to God. That I will love you like I love the church. I'm not going to let you go like that. 
There you go. So that's, sometimes the that's, the, that's the commitment of the vow. He meant it when he said it. And sometimes it's the, usually it's, I shouldn't say usually, but I always, I've heard more often that it's the reverse, that the guy no. left and the woman's fighting to keep him there. So it's really good. And this is why I was grateful that you shared it. It's really no. good to hear a man say, no, mm -mm. I'm going to fight for this. Even though right. I got the out. I, right. I can legally walk away and be like, I'm clean because this is what right. I want. She, she bounced and I did it. So remember, we, that's, that's what we're saying. So if you get a marriage book from me and him, yeah, it's not, it cost me $5 to print and you to buy it for $10. I'm there like my whole, like, I, like, it, I, yeah, you're not getting $5. You, you, you're getting a million dollars worth of product in experience. And you're getting, you're getting, you're getting hope that no matter how hard it is or what you have or don't have that it is possible where you think this is not possible so we're saying hey we still do we still do yeah. we did we said i do we still do so it's just and, and that goes for any other type of book that someone's sharing going through their cancer battle going through whatever so it's not just a book so i had to like like um when you look in like at the back of my journal yeah. there's a book list now, some people go, oh, it's a book list. It's some personal development books. You can skim through it. Oh, I have that book. I got that book. I read that book. I heard about that. But it serves two purposes. If I were to die today, my first purpose is the last version of this journal that's left. I, my, all my kids know exactly what personal development books that I recommend. They have a system to reach their goals, to, to, to pursue their purpose, to have a plan, to know about their routines. When you see quotes, they're not just, oh, let me get this quote. It talks about health and fitness. Let me get this quote. It talk, I mean, I go through thousands of quotes just to pick one quote that I think is perfect for this because I'm leaving a legacy for my kids. So it's not just, oh, here's a ghost journal. It's January 1st. Everybody get my book. You know, it's like when this is done and my kids have their version because I box theirs up. I give them a box, have their daily planner in there, pens, pencils, and try to encourage them to go through it. Make sure you review your assessments. This is the plan for them when it's my last day. Yeah. So that's that's a legacy. So now you get to buy it. You get to buy what I'm going to leave to my kids for ten dollars. Yeah, yeah. That you know that's so rich and and so relatable. Because a lot of times people don't understand, even as a poet, you know, and as an author, the things that I live through when I write about them, hopefully it helps you not make the same mistakes mm -hmm. or hopefully it'll propel you to purpose. There's a chapter in, in, in one of my books and beyond blessed that talks about the labor pains. <clears throat> and, and, and I can't tell you how many people have come to me and say, oh my gosh, you helped me give birth to a product because when you told me all that you went through, I realized what I was going through wasn't an anomaly. It, it, mm -hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't, it, I wasn't being punished. It wasn't evil. It was because I was doing something good that mm -hmm. I had all the obstacles. And so what you just shared in terms of the legacy piece, people need to hear that when you put something out, especially creativity, creativity, mm -hmm. it's the most vulnerable thing to do. Mm -hmm. Terrifying to most people. Mm -hmm. As a performer, of course, it's not as challenging for me, 
But when I release a song or when I release a piece of poetry or when I tell you my story, and I remember when I was writing my book, you know, Falana was editing it and I was just thinking, eh, just you know, my story. I know Falana's like my girl, you know, she's part of my crew. Um, we lost the third ping of our crew, but I, I praise God for Melanie. I have to do a shout out real quick. I can't think of Falana and not think of Melanie. Because when we launched the poetry ministry. They were my pillars. Um, but one of the things that I kept thinking when I would send the, the chapters to her, because she was editing was, ah, it's just my story. Who's going to want to read it? And she would send back, oh my goodness, I can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah. Because we live through something. It seems mundane. It seems ordinary. It seems regular. But the wealth and the yeah. knowledge that mm-hmm. you glean when you are assessing your life. And as an actor, my job is to assess, to analyze, to actually you know, see the insights and the workings mm-hmm. behind the curtain. And, and you too, I know you to be an artist. So we're not just going to give you our side of it. We're going to give you what we felt, how it felt, what the other person may have seen or what I showed them. Mm-hmm. And so for all those people who may set a goal to write a book this year or to release a CD, I have a major phrase that I say, nobody gets pregnant without setting a due date. Mm-hmm. No woman goes to the doctor, walks away and the doctor say you're pregnant and you don't know when you're going to give birth. Now, the baby may come early. The baby may come later than what they said, but Mm -hmm. there is a a timeline that the doctor gives you so that you are uh, loosely aware of when the baby might arrive. Mm -hmm. I tell people, if you're really planning to do something in terms of setting that goal, give it a due date. Mm -hmm. And what do your doctor do? Give you checkups. You need to come, make sure everything's good. Everything's on track. You can't just put, I'm pregnant. I'm going to show up nine months later and deliver. It's like, well, what you do? Did you eat right? Did you do your vitamins? Taking Mm -hmm. care of, doing the checkups. All of those things are important. And I hope somebody's getting getting these nuggets that we're giving you today. Uh, But I want to go ahead and get to this Mm -hmm. beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Let's dive in a little bit about the 2021 uh, goals journal and I and I know that you're celebrating the 10th anniversary of mm-hmm. it and I'm so proud of you. Congratulations mm-hmm. on 10 years of giving birth to that and it's a it's a wonderful tool. So why don't you share with um with our listeners just a little bit about this and then talk a little bit about um the goal setters university if you're still offering that course um please share a little bit about that because I'd love to allow people to be able to, to get more of what you're given. Okay. So I think, um, you know, I mentioned a little bit earlier about how it came into play in 2009. Um, somebody posted up, oh, all these people are in the gym and, you know, they're taking up my parking space and they're setting their goals for this year. You know, by February, they're going to be this, whatever. So in my head, I'm thinking, well, I don't do that. I set my goals every year. I've always set my goals. Um, I don't think I had made a vision board, but I've always set my goals. And um, immediately immediately I start thinking, well, do my kids set their goals? Does my husband set his goals? You know, I'm kind of doing, because sometimes we do our own thing. You know, we're all in the same house, but not really. Um, I'm working on something. My husband's working on something. My girls are working on their own thing. And so I decided to bring us all together and have a conversation about their goals. Hey, are you, did you set, do you set goals and, and how do you set your goals? And that's when I found out my daughter wanted to be a basketball player and I didn't understand how to how to help her. And so that's how I started developing the seven, the seven tips. And I realized what I did not, uh, hopefully this comes across right. What I 
felt was concerning for me for most athletes is that they only focused on the game and the income that came with that game and possibly the the notoriety or the fame. But then the relationships were on the news or they weren't taking care of themselves health wise. And so that's how I started coming up with the with the 12 categories. So it's not just 12 categories. Okay, haphazardly, this is what we have throughout the year. I was thinking about my daughter was playing for the WNBA. What type of what type of categories does she need life categories to stay balanced? You know, what about that check that you're going to get? You know, if it's a couple million or whatever, or you get your endorsements, how are you going to balance it out? How are you going to save? Do you have a plan for investing? Do you have a plan for retiring? You know, are you buying a home? What about your credit? And so just saying, yes, I'm a basketball player. You know, I play for the WNBA, but how am I going to work my money and making sure I have a plan for my money and having a plan for relationships. A lot of times, you know, celebrity or, or uh, athlete, you know, what type of relationships are you, do you need to keep in play? Are you talking to your parents? Are you talking to your grandparents? Are you spending time with your kids? Are you spending time with your wife? And sometimes our business and sometimes um, what we do is the main thing and not the relationships. Um, giving goals, you know, so yeah, you have it. How are you planning to give, you know, given to your community, given to your church, given to given to things you care about? You know, do you care about homelessness? How are you going to attack that? Do you care about marriage? Do you care about um, youth? So taking your income and figuring out how you're going to give um, globally, locally, um, internally, your neighbors, people you work with, um, personal development goals. You know, sometimes we get a degree and we hang it up on the wall and that's it. You know, I'm done with school. But personal development goals, what are you reading? You know, what are you listening to? How are you growing? What new technology is out there that you need to explore? And then self-care, Lord Jesus. You know, self-care wasn't even a part of the journal, I think, in 2018. And then uh, we did a challenge for 30 days. And I said, you know, self-care is probably one of the most important things that taking care of yourself during the hustle and bustle, you know, um, you know, your home goals, your career goals, your family goals, what goals do you have for your family? And then one of those goals for your family is to sit down with your family and figure out what their goals are so you can help each other. So we started having weekly meetings saying, okay, where are you at on that? Okay. Um, did you read the sports illustrated magazine that I subscribed for you? What did you learn? And sharing, you know, people have this thing, don't share because have to be accountable or share and then I'm gonna get embarrassed so for me I started I started calling people I don't know what to do I love my daughter she want to play basketball I don't know I never played I don't know how to play I don't watch the game um, I don't go to the game I don't like the game um and one of the people that I called was pastor really you know and I said my daughter really. and, and I, he took my kids just like he took me he said you know what I know Lisa Leslie Okay, um, she's gonna be at the church. So yeah. why don't you bring Kennedy? I'm gonna let her introduce her and let her meet her, sign her book. I mean, how are you gonna start the year off saying you want to do this, and next thing you know, a month later, now she don't know who Lisa right. is. So I'm trying, you know. So we all like, okay. Um, so she had a chance as one of her first experiences to introduce her, to talk to her, to meet her. And I said, can you please tell my daughter three things that she needs to do? And right then and there, okay, you need to dribble every day. You need to do this. I forgot the exact things. And I said, write it down and put it on your wall. So 
sharing your goal because, and I put my vision board up. So if somebody walks in my office, oh, hey, you want to do that? I know somebody. Right, 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 right. This is everything that you shared is exactly what people need to hear. Don't keep all of this information to yourself. Don't be afraid to reach out and get help. Um, put it before you so that you can hear. If you don't know how, find somebody that does. And if they don't know how, see if they have resource or access to someone that knows it. There is, especially now, with in the age of YouTube and Google, Mm-hmm. depending mm-hmm. on what your browser may be. But in the in the era of Google, there is nothing we can't find if we really seek it or look for it. That's why when the word talks about knock and the door shall be answered, you know, the, these are a part of the nuggets that are available to us to grow spiritually, to mm-hmm. grow professionally, to grow mentally and emotionally. And I, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention that self-care ingredient. I am a huge advocate for self-care, self-care. Mm-hmm. And I make sure I get my massage. A massage will do me better than any piece of clothing in my closet. Mm-hmm. And when people understand and grasp that, mm-hmm. when they understand that if their body is feeling good, it helps the mind, it helps everything, they'll actually begin to walk it out. So our show time is actually at a close. So I want to, I want to ask, you know, and I can, I can talk to you for hours, but we are at the end of this hour. So yeah. I want you to do me a favor. Tell people how they can get this wonderful bundle of goodness, this 2021 Goals Journal. And then I'd love for you to share with our listeners how they may be able to keep in touch with you in less than a minute because I do have to close out the show okay. with you. So, uh, so goalsjournal.net, that's easy. Um, and that links you back to my website. And all those Christmas cards you got for uh, Amazon, you know, it's on amazon.com. Um, and then my website, sharevejan.com, just like my name, S-H-E-R-E-A-V-E-J-A-U-A-E. Let's put that right there so that you have it right in front of you. Well, Sheree, I'm so grateful that you came and blessed the airwaves with your amazing story, testimony, and nuggets and tools and tips and life lessons. May God forever bless you uh, in, in all the spheres of influence that I know he's putting you in. Thank you for being a guest on OMG. And for my listeners, I thank you so much for riding and rolling with your girl. May God continue to enrich your life and may you be a goal setter. May you accomplish the things that daddy God has called you to do. And don't forget Habakkuk 2 2 that says, write the vision plain upon the tables that he that read it will run. Because once you write it down and you see it, it will be the thing that you charge towards and you go towards and you work to make happen. I thank you. May God bless you. Of course, you can reach me on social media at Mara Gale or go to maragale.com where you'll find out all things Mara. And of course, my show, OMG, the Omar Gale radio show, is under the umbrella of uptomeradio.com. That's up, the number two, meradio.com. And my podcast is available via Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher app, uh, Apple Podcasts, as well as iHeartRadio. May God enrich your life and may you be a goal setter because I promise you, once you start setting goals and seeing yourself accomplish them, you'll realize there is absolutely positively nothing you can't do. God bless you.
Yeah. Oh, MG. 